Here is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. You've got a lot of guts coming here. After what you pulled. <laughs> How you doing, you old pirate? So good to see you! And how you doing, Chewbacca? You still hanging around with this loser? Hello, what have we here? Welcome, I'm Lando Calrissian. I'm the administrator of this facility. And who might you be? We meet again at last. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Absolutely beautiful. You truly belong here with us, Mutton Cloud. Would you join me for a little refreshment? Everyone's invited, of course. Something's happening. I'm not the Jedi I should be. I want more. And I know I shouldn't. I've just made a deal that'll keep the Empire out of here forever. I had no choice. They arrived right before you did. I'm sorry. Vader. Lord Vader, what about Leia and the Wookiee? Vader's agreed to turn Leia and Chewie over. You, they'll have to stay here, but at least they'll be safe. Vader's giving them to the Bonnie Hunter. He doesn't want you at all. He's after somebody called a uh, Skywalker. Don't know the power of the dark side. Attention, this is Lando Carissian. Attention. The Empire's taking control of the city. I advise everyone to leave before more Imperial troops arrive. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, Director. Admiral, we're in position. All fighters accounted for. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. are attacking. I wonder what those Star Destroyers are waiting for. That blast came from the Death Star. That thing's operational. On one, this is gold, leader. You won't get another chance at this, Admiral. I pledge myself to your teachings. The Jedi have tried to overthrow the Republic. I will not betray the Republic. My loyalties lie with the Chancellor. Red group, gold group, all fighters follow me. <laughs> Told you they'd do it. Here goes nothing. Oh yeah! And welcome in, Stinky Nation, to the final episode of the Stinky Cast, Season Three. Brett, I don't even know what number we're on, but I do know it is the last episode. We have arrived at the finish line. We have worked through all of the playoffs, the regular season, 
the Poopy Bowl. We have a winner and a loser there. We have a championship game, which is set at this time. We are here post-Christmas. Stinky Nation, I hope all of you had a wonderful holiday, Hanukkah, Christmas, whatever uh, you celebrate. Hopefully it was a good one with you and yours. Uh, Brentley partner for the last time this year. Welcome in. We have arrived, Jay. Like you said, the last episode of the season, it was, it's been a crazy season. Um, you know, expect the unexpected, um, I guess, when it comes to Stinky. And, and, you know, here we are. We have, like you said, our two two teams that are going to be battling it out for, for the Stinky Championship, Championship this year. And one thing that will happen is a new person will be invited to the Champs Dinner after this year. So um, we, well, we're going to have to get in these recaps, Jay. We have, we have no feedback um, coming, in, mm-hmm. coming into this last episode. So, um, you know, it's, it's time, Jay. It's time to see what got us here. But instead of going into these playoff games um, and recapping those, let's, let's get the, the, the least meaningful game of the weekend out of the way first and kind of start it off with, with um, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm sitting on the toilet. I had to take a duty when the duty hit the water. The water hit my booty. I'm sitting on the toilet. I had to take a duty when the duty hit the water. The water hit my booty. I'm sitting on the toilet. I had to take a duty when the duty hit the water. That's right. Let's get this toilet bowl championship out of the way before we get into the meat of the the playoff games here, Jay. Yeah, Brent, I think just to set the stage, just to get the poo percolating in the water, just to get some some particles and some brownness remanating in that bowl. I don't even think that's a word, but I like the sound of it, Brent. I just want to I just want to take a higher level look at these two teams real quick. Remember, Brent, look, anything can happen in fantasy football, anything. And every single point matters. If you remember, look back to whatever, three weeks ago, when the, when the seed lines were set, Tucci got plunged into the bowl by Barco by, I believe at the time, Brent, it was a mere eight points. So after an entire season, Barco had an eight-point advantage on Tucci. Otherwise, it would have been Barco in the toilet bowl, and Tucci would have escaped to the mediocre two. It didn't go that way, and Tucci found himself in the toilet bowl. Because because Jacoby Myers ate that hole on that Monday night game. So let's just let's just set the table a little bit there with him getting a, eating that hole on Monday night to get into the toilet bowl. I want to be able to Kobe Myers, I think. So I wanted to, to keep that involved in this, but keep going. Yes, you, you are correct. It was Jacoby Myers with the hole on Monday night, which he went. It was that crazy, windy game in New England where they played Buffalo and threw the ball three total times. Um, so, yes, Myers didn't even get a target. And then on the other end, we had Joey Bags, who 
was kind of scrapping all year, you know, pulling together some victories along the way. Points-wise, was never really there. He was pretty low in points all year. I think he actually ends the season now through Week 16 uh, last in points. However, last year, he was pretty high in points, I think, but but his record wasn't quite there. So he kind of got screwed on the other end uh, last year. I think he kind of snuck in, so to speak, into the toilet bowl last year where I don't know that he necessarily belonged. He ended up, unfortunately, winning it last year. So this year we had maybe him coming into this game trying to right some wrongs. Tucci coming in, probably thinking he doesn't d- deserve to be there. I, this was a great matchup. It was, Brent, as we highlighted last week, a tight, narrow CBS projection. And let's get into the tail of the tape. Yeah, like you said, Jay, it was a tight projection. And, um, you know, I feel like we were we were not really sold on either team. Mr. Big D, I believe. What did Mr. Big D take in this one? I think he had Mad Dong in this one. Correct. Mr. Big D picked the Dong to come out victorious in this one. So Mr. Big D had it. I honestly, I'm glad I didn't have to pick the game because it, it was a coin toss to me. Yeah, well, it, it didn't end up being a coin toss because, you know, Bags came in and you know, th- these two teams played each other in that final week where, where um, you, like you said, Barco plunged the weasel into the toilet. And that, it was that game versus that week. And it was Weasel versus Bags that week. And, you know, Weasel was strategizing. He was picking up, you know, three or four defenses to block Joey Bags that week. And he was he was touting his brilliant move. And it was an, just to beat Bags that week, which meant nothing. So now we have a rematch of those two teams. Bags at the time was playing for the toilet bowl. He was making acquisitions and setting his lineup accordingly, having bench slots available for guys like, you know, Rex Burkhead. And the reason I mentioned Rex, sexy Rexy Burkhead, is he used him this week to flush the weasel. Rex Burkhead, with probably one of the, the best calls of the week, I, you know, I think you had a couple, Jay, that I'm going to, to hold out for, for maybe being the best calls of the week. But, man, in this game, it was Rex Burkhead. That call putting him in getting 31.9 points out of him that was the that was the wet dong call of the game right here jay and on top of the fact that he got like a decent performance out of hurts but nothing crazy he got a decent performance out of the packers d but nothing crazy it was really that burkhead call and some nice points out of amari cooper that that really swung the match up here yeah, Brent, I just want to highlight this Burkhead call a little bit more in more detail. Like, I, you know, thank you for, for giving me a little shout out on some calls. But, Brent, the only, the only thing that might have made some of my calls better or more impressive is just because of what the, 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 the meaning of was in my game versus the meaning in this game. But this is an important game in and of its own self and in its own regard. You don't want to win a toilet bowl, certainly not back-to-back. There's a lot of stain on winning this thing. and. Some things that you're culpable for moving forward, obviously, that Joey didn't want to have. The audacity of this guy, Joey Bags, to carry Rex Burkhead on his team, let alone to even play him. I'm looking at this guy's fantasy output this year, Brent. 1.1 points in week one. One point in week three. Negative 0.1 in week four. Didn't play in weeks five through seven. His big 12-point game of the year in week eight. Followed it up with, nine-tenths of a point in week nine, didn't play in week 10. Then in weeks 11 through 15, he laid down four points, 6.9 points, five points, 8.6 points, 5.2 points. 
Bags not only has this cat on his lineup, but he puts him in for RB1 in his lineup. Where I don't, does he have a crystal ball? Does Joey Bags have a time machine? How could he know that this cat was going to explode for a buck 50 and two touchdowns and drop 31.9 humongous points in this poopy bowl finale? I just got to take my hat off. What an incredible balls out call by the mad dong. Jay, not only that, but if you were paying attention to the to the week that that Bags had decision wise on his lineup, Burkhead was not in his lineup until I believe it might have been even like Sunday morning uh, when he inserted him into his lineup. It had to do with um, the the running back situation for the Texans, but it also had to do with the fact that Gibson was um, he was questionable heading into that that uh, Washington game, and that and that Washington game was at night, so he was like teetering on the fence of should I start Gibson he was trying to figure out his lineup and not only did he figure out because Callaway was kind of like his um his emergency play if Gibson didn't play so what he did was he moved Gibson out of his RB1 slot threw Burkhead in there and was dedicated on him playing but then had Gibson in the flex and if Gibson didn't play in the Sunday night game then he could have pivoted to the 6.6 points from Callaway on the Monday night game. So, you know, it was just it was just some lineup wizardry there from Bags that that just not only blew Weasel's mind, but also blew him down into the toilet bowl for yet another toilet bowl championship for the Weasel. He's making breakfast, baby. He's going to be wearing toilet hats at the banquet. He is going to be in the toilet for the rest of the year, Jay. Yeah, Brent, it, it's an untenable situation. Obviously, uh, he hates to see it. <laughs> another toilet, another toilet uh, appearance for Tucci and another toilet win. And this was a poopy looking performance by his team by and large to get him here. Other than Dak Prescott, who laid down, you know, a very solid 42 points in about uh, like two and a half quarters of work. Uh, but not enough, even with the 42 points, uh, only the remainder of his lineup combines for 60 ish. So obviously just not enough here in this lineup and draft weasel part due is now going into the toilet. As you said, for the remainder of the year, this thing carries the stain and the stink of the poo for an entire calendar year. So to a couple uh, things. Oh, go ahead. Finish off. I was just going to say he's been wanting badly and desperately to drop this weasel moniker. Well, unfortunately, beware what you wish for, because he just slapped some poo poo on top of it. Maybe now that is what people are going to be talking about more so than the weaseling. Well, yeah, not only that, but Jay, um, I, I kind of did the foreshadowing there with the Jacoby Myers on Monday night in that in that game that sent him into the toilet. But then then Monday night, he had an opportunity for Devontae Parker to bail him out of this this horrendous end to his season. And and he gets another he has to eat that hole again mm. in Ooh. Monday night. What with like his with his toilet bowl fate on the line. He eats that hole again with another wide receiver in his flex spot there. And that that becomes the, the memorable shit stain on the, the uh the side of the toilet bowl there for him as he as he's just a wet weasel swirling down into the hole. And you know, the other thing is 
it, it kind of goes back to the team naming. And remember how how he's, he was so excited that Draft Weasel was going to be gone. He was going to get rid of the name, and then and then and then Durazio with his evil genius just drops it back on him for a second season. And you know, last year he wasn't able to get the name immortalized on a on a positive trophy. But now Jay, that name Draft Weasel Weasel will be on a trophy. It will be etched in stone on a trophy now for, you know, for eternity there. The weasel name sticks forever. (laughs) (laughs) On the toilet. Ouch. Yeah, just just not not the ending he had in mind when he was analyzing analytics in the offseason and and telling everyone he was going to have the, you know, the best season um, that he's ever had because of all the study he put into it. Oof. Well, uh, that, that, um, that result didn't happen, Jay. It did not, Brent. But I do just want to say one final thing to Tucci. Um, uh, bro, from one kitchen uh, member to the other kitchen member, get in the kitchen, my friend. I like Belgian waffles, okay? I've been asking for them <laughs> every year to the toilet bowl winner. I'm going to have to put my foot down this time. Belgian waffles, a nice syrup, and some powdered sugar, my friend. Yeah, he's going to have to bring like a waffle maker to make those. <laughs> that's okay. That That is okay. I mean, that's what happens when you win the toilet bowl. You have to make some concessions here. Yeah, and I guess, you know, if you want to be in the kitchen, you better you better show off your, your kitchen skills with this. You know, it's like a, a – I've never seen a kitchen uh, in a bathroom or, you know, <laughs> or a toilet in the kitchen, but I, you know, so there's a first time to every, for everything. And, and this year, that's what we got. We got, we have a, we have a toilet in the kitchen this year. It's like the Seinfeld episode where putty prepares the salad in his shower. That could be him prepping our breakfast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or when Kramer is, I, th- I think he's, um, isn't he like, like washing himself with vegetables in the, in the shower, <laughs> the one scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like butter, like putting butter on his skin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the situation we're at now, with uh, with how it ended up for for this kitchen member and and the uh, the toilet. But um, I think we've uh, I think we've really flushed that game out pretty 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 well. And uh, we can move on. I I have more puns if we want to keep going. No, I think we can move on uh, and get into these playoff games because that's where you know that's where we're really at this week uh, for these four playoff teams that were competing, one of which being UJ. I'm going to save that game for last because that was the closer of the two. But what happened in this absolute tornado of wetness game here against the serendipitous PRB up until this point? Well, you know, that 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 string of, you know, I won't I'm not going to use the word luck. I don't I have something to say about the word luck because that was getting thrown out a lot this week um, and stinky. But um you know that string of just fortuitous bounces and and events that had been happening to PRB, where he was winning games by narrow margins and and just just getting everything he needed to win games. Well, that came to a screeching halt at the hands of the Freak Squad this week. And like I said, the tornado of wetness was just like a Category Four tornado and propelled him to 186.26 over PRB's not that bad score of like 119.18. And the story here was just on Frank's side of the ball with T. Higgins capitalizing on Joe Burrow's record-breaking game with that 
bomb he dropped on. Left Cincinnati timeouts. Blocked by Williams going deep. Double team. Higgins has got the ball at the five. That was spectacular. 52-yard reception to and the three. Not just to go along with, with Josh Allen there, I mean, the, the two of them, Jay, that's like almost 90 points right there, just between his his his, mm-hmm. uh, his wide receiver one and his quarterback. And, you know, even if the rest of his players just had average weeks, he would have been in good shape, but that wasn't the case. He had a big game from the Bucks D. Skeleton, with that toe-drag touchdown, got him 16 points just a, you know impressive season from the rookie there gets Antonio Brown back in this game for you know 18 points up and down the lineup except for maybe Saquon Barkley just one hell of a performance I got to give him a round of applause on this playoff performance Frank you just absolutely nailed it and I hope you save some points for next week because you got one more game to play buddy but on the PRB side of the ball I'll let you break down what what happened over there Jay yeah, Brent, it was, this is just a tough way for PRB season to come to an end. He had a great year. Uh, obviously, he fought his ass off to get uh, not only into the playing game, but then into the playoffs to win a playoff game, uh, be a Final Four team. It was a great year um, by him, but he did get, you know, I don't want to, again, you can, you can touch on Lockie. He got a lot of things, a lot of breaks went in his direction. This week, it all went the wrong way. I mean, everything, like, you know, Metcalf didn't have a great game, but he got one. He basically had 40 yards and it was literally a 40 yard touchdown. So like, you know, every like every player essentially that catches passes for the Buccaneers was out except for Antonio Brown. Like, you know, who what's Frank doing with his RB2? Doesn't matter because Cook gets uh, COVID. So Madison steps in as a, as a de facto RB1. Like everything went that way. He then uses the T Higgins play, which, of course, has been. Uh, well-publicized, me and PRB uh, and Frank bidding against him and what happened in, in that. But, uh, but essentially every break, you know, Josh Allen having a 40 spot on that New England defense, like everything that could go right for Frank did this week and everything that could go wrong for PRB did. Like looking at this 120 for PRB, pretty healthy score considering he gets eight points from Matt Stafford. Like when I see Matt Stafford going against the Minnesota Vikings defense. I'm thinking uh, probably 25 to 30 points. Uh, check again, eight. When I see, you know, Robinson in that juicier matchup, I'm thinking 15 to 20 points. Uh, blows his Achilles, like on the one-yard line, one point. You know, and then he goes, he, you know, he went for, you know, kind of a, a balls-to-the-wall kind of play. He tried to he tried to outsmart himself here with, with this Ty Johnson play with Tampa Bay thinking like, well, Tom Brady doesn't really have anybody else to throw, throw to. Maybe I'll go with him. Obviously could have put in Jeff Wilson, who was uh, an RB one in that game, albeit against a tougher run defense in the Titans. But, you know, in hindsight, obviously that was the right move over, over Johnson. So, I mean, realistically, when you look at what Stafford, what happened to Stafford there and Robinson, and then his, his flex one play there, like there was a pretty easy pathway to see this cat getting to like 150. Maybe because the rest of his team really responded. He got pretty good performances from uh, Deontay Johnson and Pittman, about 12 each. Probably would like to see more there, but decent. He goes back to the Tyler Boyd well and gets another 20 spot from him. His baller Dallas Cowboys defense continued to show out in major ways. 27 gigantic points for him. And then Joe Mixon, the guy he was kind of cool on at the draft, 
I mean, this, this guy's been a consistent performer all year long, and he did not let down in this semifinal matchup for PRB. Unfortunately, it was just those other tough breaks um, from Robinson and Stafford, and then everything that went right for the Freak Squad. It was just Frankie's weekend this weekend. Yeah, and, you know, um, like you said, you mentioned um, I, I saw some things being thrown out. I wanted to throw it in here this this week in this game. It's a good it's a good time for for this uh, this quote to be to dropped in here because you know like I said I've been seeing the word luck a lot but you know luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity and to that point like you know you could say Frank was lucky that Dalvin Cook was was out this week and he had Madison to plug into his roster and you know things like that but like you know that's that's that goes back to that like he was prepared he was you know, instead of instead of being one of the teams that was going to stash like three or four defenses on his team and and block other teams and play games like that, he was stashing high upside positional players and you know just waiting for the opportunity to unleash them. And that was the case here with Madison. With you know, granted, it didn't come down to needing the fourteen point five, but you know, had he not gotten such explosive performances, it very well could have. And the same thing with Antonio Brown. He was just he was just waiting for the opportunity to plug a guy like that into his lineup. So, so you know, I think that that is that is really applicable here on Frank's side of the ball. But like you said, even though PRB lost this game, great season by him. You know, he ran out of tricks to pull out of his hat. You know what I mean? Like it seemed like he was pulling tricks out of his hat and getting by in in, in that regard. But then it, it feels like he just kind of ran out of those tricks. Like we said that. Ty, I think, is this the second Ty Johnson he's had in his lineup? Like, he, I feel like he had the Jets Ty Johnson he was he was rolling yeah, with. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he had, he does he did have I I believe it is Ty Johnson on the Jets was was one of their three running backs this year that he was playing earlier on in the year. You're right. Yeah, so this one this one backfired on him unfortunately, and he uh, he's going to have to play in the uh, consolation game for third place um, after this loss, but. You know, huge applause to Frank in this game, and I would like to applaud PRB on having a pretty a pretty solid season here and getting to this to this matchup in the semifinal. So, nothing to be really ashamed of. Just a tough tough opponent that you know he couldn't do anything about with this 186. But you know, that being said, there's there's this next game, Jay, and this is your game against TJ TJ, the one who has been pretty much dominant. I know you beat him previously in during the regular season and I know you were annoyed and you know there were some there were some tears being shed that that he picked you and I didn't really understand that because that's not really mamba mentality mamba mentality is like you know hit, hit me with whatever you got and and I'll and I'll defeat your team so yeah I was a little surprised to see the tears over him picking you but regardless it it backfired and the only team that it would have worked out for TJ to pick this week would have been for him to pick to play PRB because he would have lost against Frank. He would have lost against you. So there was really only one pick that TJ would have, would have been able to make that would have got him through the week. So I guess that's what, what kind of odds is that, you know, like one out of one out of the three choices was the right choice. So, you know, I guess that's, you know, not, not great odds for him when he's, but he, he put up 128. So can't really complain too much about putting 128 in a playoff game. But he did have some letdown on on his side of the ball there. I mean, aside from Debo Samuel, um, who had a you know just another remarkable game, he had some big letdowns in Chuba Hubbard, which I I wasn't under sure I wasn't really sure why that was the pick. You know, 
I, I thought that Singletary could be in that spot and he could use one of his receivers that he had on the bench, whether it be Landry who was coming back or Robbie Anderson in the flex, but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have mattered. You you took him down by twenty eight points here. And I you know, it needs to be pointed out that while while Frank was, you know, stashing the high upside guys, you you put your nose to the grindstone here and you churned out some really, really great playoff week pickups here in Justin Jackson and you know you already had the the um, Reynolds one um, previously in the roster even though he only got 6.6 Penny was another one that you inserted into your lineup and you know between Jackson and Penny that's like 52 points and it's it's just um, wanted to point out how impressive it was that you got those those um, fab plays to lift you over TJ here because that was a huge part of you putting up 148 over him this week. Yeah, I want to address one of the, one of the reasons that it annoyed me. I was annoyed that TJ picked me. It obviously came out came out as as a frustration point for me, um, because I it was really twofold. One, I th- I think my team is better than TJ's. I thought it, I thought I could beat TJ in the playoffs, but this wasn't really my team this week. So I didn't think I was getting a fair shot at TJ. Uh, I wanted to see him with with when I get Kelsey and Eckler in. So I was annoyed in that sense. And then also this just goes to show you, you never know what to expect in fantasy football. I think Frank is going, he has very good matchups in week 17. I I'm the idiot that plans my defense 10 weeks in advance. I also look at opponents and stuff five, six, seven weeks out. I was looking at Frank's matchups this week and his matchups in week 17. And I thought this was the week to be Frank. And I thought I could beat him even without my players this week. And then I so I could beat him this week and then get TJ next week at full strength and beat TJ in the championship game. Obviously, I wouldn't have beaten Frank this week. Uh, no, nobody would have and beaten that's, Frank. And that's who you would have been seated against? Right. Well, that was the natural seedings. was you versus Frank. Right. And wow. Okay. So, I mean, you, you know, you say you never get any sort of bounces go your way. But that TJ pick that you were bemoaning and mad about completely vaulted you into the title game here. Correct. And it also it also brings me because I don't think luck should be an aspect of of this. I think we should try to remove it. That's what HSSR is for. So I'm just going to slide it in real quick right now. I think we need to go to the point that the team in this week, this weekend is too important, I think to leave it up to pure chance and happenstance. I know that is what fantasy football is, but like in my estimation, the two highest score teams should move on this week. Um, obviously Frank with 186, it would have been really, it would have been really hard pill for me to swallow. If I put up nearly 150 points with Brent, you kind of highlighted it, but it's Craig Reynolds, Rashad Penny, Amon Ross St. Brown and Justin Jackson. I picked those four players up over the last three weeks with a total of zero million in fab bids to pick those four teams, wow. those, you know, which I played this week and they scored over 80 points in this game for me. Even more impressive. You know, I didn't factor in that, that zero in fab. So that's just another layer of just, um, uh, I, I don't know the, the proper word, but just, uh, I, don't, I want to say congratulations, but just, I guess, props, you know, props on, on those pickups with the zero fab, you could have gotten beat out on any of those players by TJ who had boatloads of money to throw around. Um, so, you know, I think you just, you just played the fab market in the playoffs really, really well, especially with zero fab. 
very impressive. Right. And it, it Brian, it would have been the, the toughest of all pills of all of all the losses I have endured in these last three years. If I lost to Frank like 190 to 150 in the semifinals with those kind of plays and those kind of pickups with all with Kelsey Neckler down, like if I if that was my the way I go out with like seeing TJ beating PRB 128 to 119, like that would have been a very, very difficult way for me to go out. So I just want to slide it now. I'm gonna, I'll readdress it in the rules committee later on in the summer about maybe re, re, realignment of some sort. But uh, yeah, just to touch on the the rules, so to speak, as they stand now in terms of like seeding and picking like TJ with the pick your opponent thing. Again, the Durat, the Steve Durazio rule, which killed Stover last year. Stover would have won the championship last year had he made the right pick in this week. And again, it gets TJ picks the wrong pick this week. And like you said, oh for, oh for two, Frank pointed it out. Oh for yep. two, the, the the chooser in this situation is now. Yep. Not so. Let me just go on record here. If I am ever lucky enough to be the number one seed in the playoffs ever, I will never pick the higher seed. Like I'm always picking the pure seed line. Like whatever the whatever I should play by seed line is what I'm going to pick. And that is totally part of the equation. You don't have to pick. You can just. You can just let time lapse and just not make a selection at all. Not even you don't even have to say I'm I'm picking this person because that's who I would play. You can just right. m- not make a selection and just let it let it fall where where it's supposed to fall. So you know even though the option is there, you you don't necessarily need to take the option. So I don't know that it necessarily needs to be removed. You know it's it it's still your choice. You know you can you can choose to not make the choice if you want. True. Um, like you said, though, TJ, not not a terrible score. 128. Look, he, this is the way he's he's done it throughout the second half of the year. He had a great, um, you know, first like six, seven weeks. He was just absolutely killing it, blowing everybody out of the water. Um, the last, you know, whatever, seven weeks or eight weeks of the season, he's just kind of been methodically holding on to his point lead, just putting up about 125 to 135 a week on average. Usually he does the same thing again this week. I mean, he gets some letdowns in his lineup, like you said, the Chuba Hubbard, uh, Gronkowski with a surprisingly bad performance. Um, you know, Gesicki kind of let him down there. Didn't have much to go to in terms of uh, the bench, but, you know, he did get those 31 points from, from Debo Samuel. He got a pretty good performance from his defense, a nice performance in the flex from Singletary, a decent performance, not great from Russell Wilson, but but decent um, just, just a, a, you know, a typical TJ solid, strong game, just unfortunately for him, uh, a typical strong game wasn't enough this week. Um, I got a number of, of good performances from guys. I just, like I said, picked up with zero million. Can't really foresee that coming from TJ. It was a great year by TJ, a great draft by TJ. I think I had a good draft. I did a lot of management down the stretch here to get me in, into this game. Did a lot of fab. I, I probably Brent, whatever money I might win either from second place or first place is probably not even it's I'm going to still lose money because of all the fast pickups I've done. Well, you know, one thing I wanted to point out now that we're, you got my, my head spinning here is um, not necessarily head spinning, but wheels turning. So it's funny because all year we talked about how, uh, you know, TJ's lack of management was, was kind of apparent in some of his inattentiveness, I'll say. And you know, had he, been completely you know not paying attention this week and just let time lapse on him choosing he would have played prb and won frank would have played you 
and won. And it would have been TJ versus Frank in the championship game had he just pretty much, you know, decided to not pay attention to his choice this week. Correct. And or, you know, if he ever wanted to, if anybody wanted to block any of these guys I picked up that have been, it's not just this one week, like Rashad Penny had a big game two weeks ago. Um, Craig Reynolds had two big games in a row. Amon Ross St. Brown has been like phenomenal for the last three weeks for me. Third and seven, Boyle throws high, but caught. Amon Ross St. Brown to the goal line, to the end zone. That's a touchdown, Lions. The rookie from Southern Cal with a nice grab and then fighting to get to the end zone. We talked about those comparisons to Heinz Ward. You can see a little bit of Heinz Ward action on that one right there. Uh, and then Justin Jackson, I handcuffed handcuffed him before uh, Eckler was going into that Thursday night game against the Chiefs uh, two weeks ago with with the with the gimpy ankle. And I picked up Jackson at that point. Uh, I picked up all these guys again with zero million dollars. Like anybody could have anybody but PRB could have easily had any of these players over me. And PRB would have just we would have traded you know back and forth off of tiebreakers. So I mean. TJ, he just—he was a little laissez-faire in his management approach this year. He had a great draft; it got him to this point. But yeah, he—he he, he obviously picked wrong here, and it's something he can think about uh, for the rest of his life. <laughs> wow! All right. Well, you know that—that <laughs> that seems like a good way to uh, to announce that it is—it is the Freak Squad Tornadoes of Wetness moving on to his first title appearance, and it will be against your second title appearance, Jay, Dryery of a Wimpy Kid, The Pursuit of Wetness. Is that, is that your full name? That is my full name, yes. And the, the author was Devontae Smith. <laughs> right. And you're playing against, oh, you know what? Holy shit. There's, there's, some, there's some parallels here. Let's you know, I, I'm I'm starting I'm starting to get a little wet here myself. So let's let's get out. <laughs> I feel like we need to transition to a sponsor here. I think we I think we um, are done with the recaps pretty well here. So let's 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 kick it out to the sponsor. Sometimes one partner just isn't enough that's where menage comes in we know that there are times where mike loves jay and frank loves mike and jay loves well jay but have no fear our team of homoerotic sexual experts will get all three of you on the same page and then on the same You'll never feel trapped in a bizarre love triangle again with Menage. Sign up now and get a free Facebook filter that makes you and your partners look younger, happier, and gayer than ever. Also, look for our most recent mention on Queer Eye Season 4, Menage, where three tummy sticks are always better than one. I will be your father, baby. I have 
welcome back in Stinky Nation. And wow, Brent, that that's a historical one, a fan favorite and very applicable to this week. Yeah, we had to come back with the menage. It's the it's the combination of Frank and Jay, presumably in a in a bedroom setting in that in that sponsor. Uh, you know, I don't know. There's there's a lot of wetness going on right now. We have Brent, you know wait, we have. This just reminds me. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but this just the sponsor actually just just jarred my memory. PRB gave me an envelope uh, at the end of the draft at like five, like four a.m. We were eating chicken nuggets. And he gave me an envelope sealed, and he was like, Jay, listen, this envelope is not to be opened unless it's you versus Frank in the championship game. Stop so it. Shut up. Shut I up. Have, hold on. I have the envelope right here. You're, you're full of shit. Hang on. The mystery menage rule. No. If Frank meets Jay in the championship game, the two of them can choose one third member to partake in the championship race for the crown. Wow. Whoa. The Stop. mystery menage rule from PRB. Stop it. Are you serious? Right here. Got it right here. Man. Can you Incredible. take a picture of that and send it out to the league after we get done? Uh, I'll, yep. You got it. Who do you want to participate in? I mean, this this is quite quite a bomb being dropped here in this cast that I was not prepared for. You didn't you did not tell me about this before recording, so I am I'm kind of reeling right now at this mystery role that that got dropped here on the on the last pod on the last stinky cast here. I'm gonna have to, I, you know, I, I think we have to consult with Frankie. I mean, it's only it's only fair that we that we concur on on the the third member that's coming into our menage. Good Lord. Wow. I mean, I mean, are we going to put this out to a vote? Or are you just are you two just going to pick what what you want in into the menage here? I mean, are you going to make it public? You're going to have a little private, maybe like a DM conversation like slide into each other's DMs and figure this out. I think that sounds the most sexual and, and proper way to do it, I think. Wow. So both teams here, not only do they have the word wetness or wet in their i think wetness is actually the word the wet the word wetness is in both team names going into the championship game here this week we have the tornado of wetness and their pursuit of wetness oh my goodness this is just this is just too heavy coming out of that menage sponsor coming out of that bomb you just dropped with that mystery rule there's just so much wetness going on here i don't even i don't even know how to how to just sop it up with a towel or or like a whole a whole pile of towels here, so we're gonna have to get into this game and break it down. But uh, I don't, I don't even know where to start after you just dropped that. But I mean, can we maybe like talk about your lineup and talk about his lineup here? How do you want to do this? Yeah, that probably makes sense. As as I said, uh, you know, when I said when I when I admitted that I was a little miffed that TJ picked me because I I, th- I thought Frank was was gettable last week. I, he's got some really good, some really tasty looking matchups this week. I think. Now I've got some good things going on on my in my lineup as well, um, but the things that are really concerning to me right now is primarily Josh Allen for him against Atlanta. I mean that smells like about a fifty point game for Josh Allen to me. Um, wow. Yeah, think about it. Just just close your eyes and think about Josh Allen at home playing against favored by fourteen and a half. Correct. Um, the other really concerning game here, Brent, for me big time is the Tampa Bay Jets game (laughs) 
because again, I, it looked like Evans was maybe questionable this week, but now he's got COVID. So he's probably out again, which means Tommy Brady is playing the Jets. And we saw what Antonio Brown did last week off of like an eight week absence playing against a good defense. He got, you know, 12 targets, 10 catches, 101 yards. Now he's in a second week getting his legs back under him fully against the Jets as like the only wide receiver that he has to throw to. So that's very concerning. And then, of course, the Buccaneers defense playing that Jets team who just hemorrhages points. Uh, I mean, I don't even want I, I I'm having nightmares already six days away from the game or whatever of of this bum Zach Wilson getting sacked like nine times, throwing like six interceptions. Like uh, so those those are the three primary uh, points of concern for me right now within his lineup. Uh, Higgins has obviously been surging, but that's a tougher matchup against the Chiefs defense, which has been great as of late. And then, you know, Devontae, if I could just send like an apology out to Devontae Smith right now and just say <laughs> nope, that, nope, that he's, <laughs> he's very hardworking. He's got a very good physique. Uh, I'm very impressed by the season he's had. I think he's going to be a tremendous pro. And hopefully he just doesn't have that big of a game against me this week. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to point that, at, point that out as one of the most ridiculous circumstances that has happened. I mean, this this skeleton conversation has been going on since uh what like the middle of april when you started to talk you run your mouth about how lazy devonta smith is it was about at that time right like it was before the eagles drafted him because i remember leading up to the Eagles yeah. draft you were taught you were like talking shit on this guy and then the eagles drafted him and it just heightened the the interest that everyone else all these eagles fans had in this player and and how he was not lazy or lazy and now we're in the stinky championship game here, Jay, and he is on the other side of the field against you, coming off a pretty solid game that he had with just an amazing catch. He's had an amazing catch two weeks in a row now on the sidelines or like in the back of the end zone, and now he's he's staring you down in the face alongside not only that, Jay, but your boy, the I one know. who likes to you know try and arrange um, OnlyFans foursomes. Uh, <laughs> which is, I mean, could you write a, a better script here? And, you know, he probably likes to look at himself in the mirror as much as you do while he's working out. It's DK Metcalf, who I'm talking about here, playing against Detroit. All right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's just so many things here on Frank's side of the ball that make this just uh, a, like a storybook matchup uh, against you. And, you know, even Josh Allen, who you were just – downplaying last year because you wanted Aaron Rodgers to win MVP. Now you're facing him in the championship game. It's just a storybook matchup here uh, as we head into the championship game, just on Frank's side of the ball. We haven't even got into your side of the ball here. Uh, CBS is projecting Frank to put up 126 points, it says here. Now, again, the matchups aren't set, so we're going to have to make a hard cut here and jump over to your side of the ball. And I'm, I'm assuming your lineup is pretty much set here. You have you have made some moves here that are a pretty big shift from what your lineup looked like last week. You know, last week you did not have Kelsey. He, I saw, was cleared to practice today. 
And then you did not have Eckler in your lineup because he was out last week, but he is now in your lineup. So I guess you're confident at this point in the week, CBS is they have him for 18 points. So I guess there's confidence he will play this week. Um, I don't know if he's actually been activated. And the third player is DeAndre Swift, who you have now inserted into your lineup. So that's three huge players, huge names in fantasy football that you're you're getting back into your lineup this week just in time for the championship game and just in time for CBS to project you for 128. We have a pretty high projection total of 128 versus 126 going into this championship game here. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I'm still, I put, I put Swift in uh, just on the, based on the fact that he was uh, a game time decision. He, he had three limited practices last week and then was a game time decision. I wasn't expecting him to play last week, but um, the fact that he wasn't really deactivated fully until about 90 minutes uh, out of, out of kickoff last week is a pretty positive sign. I think that he's probably going to play. And as I thought would happen, Jamal Williams got the lion's share of the carries uh, and the touches last week, um, despite the fact he was out for two straight weeks. So I, I feel like there will be no uh, hesitancy by the Lions and, and that insane coach of theirs to just give him a full workload if he's back in. That's just my assumption and me kind of reading the tea leaves. We'll see if he's not in, then I have some decisions to make. I, I, will, I will probably not be going with Craig Reynolds again this week. Um, probably I will, I don't know. I honestly, Brent, I'm not sure if, if he, if he does not play, I honestly might go with Justin Jackson because I'm smelling more of a, a split, um, with, with Eckler now, cause he was, had the ankle injury, then COVID. So playing a tougher defense, they, they might spell him a little bit in that game and give Jackson off of his big game more, more of a, a share in, in, in the snaps there. So possibly that, I don't know. Other than that, I'm pretty set. Um, other than Except the defense. Except the defense. I was just going to say, so it sounds like there's some, you know, I, I feel like you might be making some, some last minute decisions here. I just, you know, I think Russ said it today, but I want to echo that sentiment. Like, Jay, don't, don't let these, these decisions that you're talking about here with the defense and the defense decision I'm talking about is Eagles versus uh, Washington football team at one o'clock and then you have the Niners going against the Houston Texans who just who just railed the the Chargers this week so you know do you want to do you want to risk that like they're going to come back and and have that kind of energy again this week and you know that's a four o'clock game and then the Titans against Miami you know Tua looks like he's pretty turnover prone right now after that like that that Monday night game so it's like I guess that is your other decision there do you want to do you want to mess with Tua in that other one o'clock game against Miami with the Titans defense? You're probably leaning towards Eagles or 49ers at this point. Am I wrong? No, you're right. I'm leaning 49ers and Eagles. Um, I was considering dropping the Titans here uh, if I if I have to to make some some moves, some transactional moves here. Um, mainly, I was holding. I, you know, I've I've held these three defenses. I actually played all three of them the last three weeks, and they all were the right call, and they all yielded a good amount of points for me. Um, other than that, I was going to hold the Titans, depending on my opponent. Frank's got some tough defensive calls on his own, 
Um, obviously, he's got the Buccaneers in. I would go with the Buccaneers too, but he's got the Saints defense as well, who is who is surging right now, and the Dolphins defense, who is absolutely balling. So I don't really need to hold uh, the Titans as this matchup to as any kind of a block for my opponent in this championship game now, because Frank has his hands full uh, in his own right with with some trying. But I think I think we both have three defenses right now, and we both have pretty much three really playable defenses each. So um, honestly, this game, like you said, I, you know, I, we're both projected around 130. It, it could come down to whose defense is better and who made the right call with their three defenses on the bench. Like it, I'm not looking forward to this defensive call. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like his call might be a little bit easier than yours. Although the saints, you're right, is kind of juicy against Carolina who looks pretty, pretty dead in the water at this point um and the new orleans saints defense looks like it's it's uh it's pretty playing at a pretty high level so i guess that is is probably the juiciest one for him to pick from but that i mean is it's really hard to turn down that buccaneers versus versus jets game where, where you know they're just favored by 13 points i don't see the jets really doing anything against that buccaneers defense i could be wrong but i you know i i do think that's the play i think frank's decisions might come more at the running back to sit to position because while he does have Madison in there now, I don't, you know, that's a Sunday night game here. That's the problem. Like uh, if cook is held out to be like some sort of game time decision, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't really have the flexibility there to insert anyone into the lineup. If Madison is relegated to like kind of a backup or split role there. So you know, he might he might have an, one more trick up his sleeve here this week uh, for his running back position because, you know, his two flex spots are receivers. You know, that right. he doesn't really have the flexibility, no pun intended there, to to pivot to like um, to like sliding uh, one of those flex guys into his RB slot there. He's got four potent receivers, but right now the running back is not his strength with four net landing on IR. He hasn't really you know, plug that hole long term. He did it last week with Madison, but he he's, he might need to to do something in the fab market on Wednesday night here or Saturday once things develop with all the COVID, uh, you know, injured mm-hmm. the COVID list. So, you know, he's he's got some potential work to do. His lineup might not be set. And like you said, yours might be still a little bit fluid here. So yeah. I don't know if if you want to make a pick here, like, do you, do you have enough confidence in these lineups? Let's, I mean, I know you're, you're in this Jay and this, if you do win would be the first championship in the stinky cast. Yeah. It's, you know, there's, there's a uniqueness about this game. You, we were talking about the parallels and you know, the things that tie me to his, to his roster and to some people to his roster, but there's some parallels, you know, between just he and I, like, I got into the championship game as the two seed coming on. I came off a bye two years ago, uh, won, won a game to get into the championship game. That was not only my first championship appearance, it was my first playoff appearance. The same goes for Frank in this game. Like he was a two seed, he came off a bye, got a win to get into his first championship game in his first playoff appearance here in Stinky. So, um, you know, there's there's some 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 correlations uh, between the two of us. Our our lineups are essentially exact mirrors. He's very very strong at wide receiver. He's very light uh, due to due to somewhat due to injury and somewhat just due to the way he constructed his lineup at running back. I'm the exact way at wide receiver. 
uh, my running backs were very strong. I'm very light at wide receiver, somewhat due to roster construction and somewhat due to injury. So, I mean, it's this is just going to be an, an interesting fantasy matchup. I think at this time right now, we have the two best teams right now at this time. We have, both have great matchups. This is going to be, I think, a very high-scoring uh, championship game. And it's going to be, obviously, butthole clenching for both of us. Uh, I, you know, I've been picking against myself all year and that's not going to change now, Brent. I think that, I think that I will have a very good week here. Like I did, I think I scored like 138 or whatever with all my scappings last year in the champ or two years ago against Boston championship game. I think I scored like 138. I could see myself hitting that 135 to 140 mark this week. And it just not quite being enough. Because, uh, you know, of a couple huge games, I see Josh Allen, like I said, nearing 50. I could see 30 from Antonio Brown and maybe like 25 to 27 from that Buccaneers defense is probably not going to be enough for me to overcome. I think Frankie uh, and and the the freak squad of tornadoes of wetness, whatever the hell is this guy's name is, <laughs> he's going to be celebrating at the Best Buy, the local Best Buy, probably uh, on, on Sunday night. Well, it's exciting that uh, I agree with you. It's it's exciting that this game could be not only a close game, but like a high scoring game with with lots of fireworks of of wetness, you know, raining down upon these these two teams. And I see, you know, I see it, it a little bit problematic there for Josh Allen to put up that 50 points because I don't really see Atlanta keeping that game competitive. And I see, you know, Trubisky maybe coming in for maybe the fourth quarter and that could that could play a role. I, you know, the same could, thing could happen to Brady, mm-hmm. though, in that right. Jets game. You know, like, it could come down to, like, wh- what opponent the quarterback is facing has the best game and keeps him involved in the game because, you know, we started to see that a lot, like, this week. Like, Dak Prescott had 42 points but could have had more had he not been pulled because the opponent that they were facing – couldn't even put up points on the board, so they didn't even need the quarterback in the game at that point. It's it's going to be little things like that, I think, that that play a big role in a close game like this and who comes out to be the victor and the next stinky champion. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously hoping it's it's the Jets that look look good because Frank's got the defense of the Buccaneers, and I'm playing, obviously, Michael Carter again. And, Brent, if Elijah Moore, Robert Sala has been teasing me and indicating that Elijah Moore might be available this week. So I will bench Jerry Judy in a heartbeat if if Elijah Moore comes off, even if it's coming off of that IR. So hopefully the Jets put up a little bit of a fight, but I don't see it. You're right. I think the Buccaneers defense is just going to be pouring it on. And, the, and you know, the Buccaneers are probably going to be up late by a lot. So maybe Brady gets pulled. Uh, that's a good call. Same with Josh Allen. It's going to be, it'll be an interesting week, Brent. Um, do are you leaning one way or another? I'm leaning Frank as uh, of course I am. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really tough. I, uh, you know, we just went through the matchups down to each player, each game. There are no Monday night players. There is no, so there this week worth pointing out the dreaded Thursday night football game is, is not happening this week. There also. is no, yes, there is no Saturday game. We have a slate here this week, Stinky, where everything is basically compacted into one day on Sunday, aside from the Monday night game. But like I said, these teams don't have any Monday night games. So, uh, well, the way it's currently set up, I don't know if there's any backups. Uh, I haven't I haven't gone through and seen 
if any backups have the potential for a Monday night or anyone that's picked up in fab, uh, which, you know, I, I can't possibly know at this point would have any impact in the, uh, for the Monday night game. But as it sits right now, looking at these lineups, it is fully a Sunday championship, which is pretty hard to find. Um, so there's, you know, just a lot of things going on this week, all compacted, all concentrated into a day of Sunday wetness. You know, I don't know if there's any gatherings going on. I don't know if, if Frank is, you know, I, I realize that you are flying. Did, you, did I hear you say that you're going to be flying back home on Sunday during all this? 7 a.m. My my flight, I, I have a direct flight um, from Pittsburgh. It leaves at 7 a.m. I'll be up at probably about 4.30 a.m. Uh, that day. Get to the airport around 5 uh, 5.15 and land probably in, in, actually I'm landing in Punta Gorda at like 9.30. I should be home in front of the TV by around 11.30 or 12. Woof, man, that is, yeah. that is cutting it close with potential, I, you know, there's a lot of uh, delays going on right now with flights. I think, uh, I think oh. airlines are, are short staffed due to COVID so I would hate to see you get into any sort of situation. That's dicey, Jay. That that's a that is a dicey little schedule you have mapped out there with not a lot of leeway for, uh, you know, for uh, for error. That's 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 baked into that that travel itinerary there. Yeah, you know, I really didn't think about any potential delays or or issues arising with my flight. So. That's yeah, you're right. That's going to be uh, potentially a treacherous situation. Luckily, I do have YouTube TV loaded up on my phone with Red Zone channel ready to roll and my my phone charger. So if worse comes to worse, I'll just be bunkered down in like a corner of an airport watching watching on my phone like an insane person. Probably I, you know, I might honestly just be escorted out of the airport. Probably. If yeah. I just, I just, I just had this vision in my head and <laughs> I, like it, it all started to come together. I have this vision of like you running through the airport or something like that. Right. And all I can picture is the mom from home alone. Now <laughs> I think you automatically see the connection there. So like, so I'm, I'm just picturing like this, like home alone scenario, rushing to the airport, rushing through the airport to catch a flight that's been delayed or something like that, or rushing to a charger in the airport to like, maybe like set your lineup or something like that. Some situation like that. But the reason I thought it was funny is because you named Frank's team, not this year, but last year and won an award for it, I believe. And it was also the, the, the image in the WhatsApp was the, the homo alone. Correct. Uh, team, team name. So it's it's just another parallel that just popped in my head as as this conversation went on. But this kind of sprung off of you asking me where I'm leading in this game. I'm I'm very slightly leading Frank in the, in this game, but like not much. It, you know, one one you know like breeze blowing the ball one way or the other could could tip the scales in this lineup. You know. If whether it's whether it's through the wetness of rain or the wind of a tornado, it could it could change the the outcome of this game. You never know in 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 fantasy life. You just never know what might ensue. So just have to hold our breaths. Uh, luckily, I won't be holding my breath for too long. Like you said, no Monday night participants. Thank God. Uh, right now, just Tuesday in or Thursday. You mean right? No oh, Thursday. You mean- 
we don't have any Monday players yet. Um, and it looks like, depending on what he does with Madison, that's the only player for either team that's in a Sunday night game. So if he decides to pull Madison for whatever reason, it could just be, Brent, the hours of 1 to 7.30. Seven oh hours. Commercial-free football for the all, state championship. All on red zone, no less. Yep. Wow, so Scott Hansen would be would be narrating the entire Stinky Championship uh, game, which would be just even more bonkers. Uh, so, like, we do have, I think we've properly set the stage here for just a pretty epic Stinky Championship game here. The toilet bowl has been decided. There, There is nothing else to, to pay attention to in Stinky this week aside from this game, Jay. And, you know, from, you know, from Stinky Cast host to Stinky Cast host, I just want to wish you the best of luck in the pursuit of your first title game here and your second appearance. And I want to also, you know, extend that same, you know, token of luck and congratulations to Frank for getting to this point. I wish him the best of luck in this title game. You know, may the, may the best team win here, guys. And I hope I hope that is how it's decided. So, you know, like I said, best of luck. Thank you, Brent. Uh, I echo that to, to Frank. Good luck, Frank. Uh, it will be a fun game. Like I said, two, two good teams at this point of the season with great matchups. Also, um, good luck to TJ and PRB, who, who will be playing in that third-place game uh, this week. Um, not, not really talked about. We don't really need to highlight it, but they will be playing in that, in that secondary matchup. So good luck to, and, to either of them. And- yeah, and congratulations to Weasel. Uh, you know, on on the uh, on the the toilet bowl. Uh, you know, that's that's something to be really proud of. I'm sure that he will uh, feel honored that we congratulated him here on the show. And with this being the last episode, you know, this is the last you'll hear our voices, Stinky Nation. So I want to thank everyone in the league for you know your participation in the cast and your help in providing content and just you know listening and laughing along with us. And, you know, I just wanted to uh, to thank you all and, you know, wish you all a uh, happy new year as we uh, as we end this season. Season three, Jay, it was you know, it was promised it would be wetter than ever. And I think I just pointed out all of the wetness that's happening in this championship game. So it's just it started off on one note and it's ending on the same note. So I just wanted to uh, bid everyone a farewell and I will let you take us home here for the last time this season, Jay. Yeah, Brent, uh, obviously, uh, congrats to you um, on finishing another season of the Stinky Cast. Uh, season three, hard to believe uh, that we're near whatever, 60 episodes-ish, whatever, 50-some episodes. Uh, another another good season in the books. Uh, we do it, obviously, all for Stinky Nation. Hopefully, they enjoyed it through the ups and the downs, the wetness and the dryness, the good gay and the bad. Hopefully, uh, Stinky Nation enjoyed this season and, and will uh, keep coming back for more. Uh, absolutely have a happy new year. Uh, best of, of luck to everybody in, in all of their endeavors in the offseason. And we will not be seeing you again or checking in again until the banquet, um, where I will be uh, probably hosting some form of award ceremony again. Um, maybe we'll have Brent, you could maybe become DJ Fiasco this year and and wrestle it away from the the shirtless cowboy uh, draft weasel. <laughs> well, no, Frank was the DJ, so you know maybe if if he does win this game though, he might not want to be. He's going to be up there for a lot of awards and things like that, so True. I might have to 
I might have to just generously um, help him out with with that task at the banquet. So we'll see how this all shakes out. But um, like you said, um, I'll let you keep going here. Yeah, we'll see you guys um, in March. We'll see everybody hopefully in March. This could be Brent. This could be a full attendance. This could be the first like 100% attendance that we're going to get here in, in a couple of years at the, at the banquet. I know I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and then Brent, I guess it, after that, you know, it is what it is. We ferry off into the off season and, uh, we will be checking in with you guys. I guess probably, I don't want to tease it. I mean, <laughs> maybe season four, Brent, what is your thoughts? Let's lay out some preliminary quick thoughts here. Are we going to do it like preliminarily? Are we feeling like another season might be in store or not? Check Worst time to ask that go. question. This is like the peak yep. of burnout when, yep. uh, you know, when, I, when I've just gone through, uh, you know, like 17 weeks of production and I'm just ready to take a nice long off season break, but I can't see us stopping at this point. So, I mean, that's, that's where I'll leave you with that one. Well, Stinky Nation, if you're good girls and good boys, maybe you can check in with Brent and myself same stinky time same stinky channel next season for season four until then though stinky nation good night now Say my killing's too blatant, you hesitating, I'm in your mama crib waiting, duct taping, your fam, destiny, lays in my hands, get lays in my waist, Francis, M to the is H, phenomenal, gun rest under your vest, body abdominal, rhyme a few bars so I can buy a few cars, then I kick a few flows so I can pick a few holes, excellence is my presence, never tense, never hesitate, leave a nigga bit, real quick, real sick, wrong nights, I perform like Mike, anyone, Tyson, Jordan, Jackson, Action, back guns, ridiculous, and I'm quick to bust if my ends you touch. Kids are girl you touch, in this world I clutch. Two auto, matos, used to call me fatso, now you call me Castro. My rap flows, militant, y'all faggots ain't killing shit. Oops, Cristal keeps spilling shit. You overdid it, homes, you in the danger zone, you shouldn't be alone. Hold hands and say it like me, the most shady. Frankie, baby, fantastic, graphic, trying to make dough like Jurassic Park did with the spark kids who start shit. See me, only me, the underboss of this Holocaust, truly yours, Frank White. I got the real live shit from front to back to my people in the world. Where the fuck you at? Where my niggas is at? Where my niggas is at? Where the fuck my bitches at? Where my bitches is at? We got the real live shit from front to back to my people in the world. Where the fuck you at? Where my niggas is at? Where my niggas is at? Where the fuck my bitches at? Where my bitches is at? Put your money on the table and get your math on. Break it down, split it up, get your laugh on. See you later, dog. I'ma get my stash on. There's a bed full of money that I get my ass on. I never lose the passion to go platinum. Said I live it up to all the cash gone. Ain't that funny? Only use plastic, crafted to make classics. Hotter than acid. PD, rolling on your tape of CD. The billboard killer, no team killer. The famo, ammo is every channel. We've been hot for a long time, burning like a candle. What you can do is check your distribution. My song from the Houston, like Scarface the Houston. You ain't got it like me. You just mad because I tell her how it is and you tell her how it is.
you got the shit mapped tight, brass knuckles and flashlights. The heaters in the two seaters with two meters. Senoritas, kiss rings when you meet us. P. Diddy run the city, show no pity. I'm the witty one, Frank the crook from the brook. Maddie broke the neck off your coat connect. No respect, squeeze off to all y'all diminished. Shootouts for 20 minutes until we finish. Then it's to the loot, escape in the coop, break bread with the kiss. Panero, chic loops, black rob, join the mob. It ain't no replacing him, nigga, step up. We just macing them, placing them in funerals. Criminals turn the vows to Brick City. Nobody come off like P. Diddy. Business-wise, I play men. Hot money on the island came in. Y'all just betray men, you spray men. Opposition, competition of a day in the life of the commission. commission. I got the real live shit from front to back. To my niggas in the world, where the fuck you at? Where my niggas is at? Where my niggas is at? Where the fuck my bitches at? Where my bitches is at? We got the real live shit from front to back. Where my niggas is at? Where the fuck my bitches at? Where my bitches is at? We got the real.